Last week, when we were together, I'll just take just a couple of moments, a two-minute recap, as it were. But look, when we were together last week, I shared a theme of the your world call. And we discovered in that that Jesus encourages you and I as believers to go into all the world. And we looked at, well, the world for you and me is, you, you and I have a world, our world, my world, and each one of us, our world is different. And we looked at this idea that your world is the time that you spend outside of us gathering like this as, as church. It's a scattered church in the world. Wherever you are, we're in the job, and Jane has just shared a bit of her story at the hospital, being a mentor. And, and that's your world and, and, and our world. And, and we, in looking at that, we, we dealt with a few myths. That, uh, the first thing that we, we saw was that um, in the call is that you and I are church. People are church. You are the living bricks of church, me and you. And if that's the case... Uh, we find out quite quickly, is that therefore you are significant and what you do matters. And it's amazing just what you say. There's a story that we've just heard about what we say about life and God and church and relationship. It matters. It has an impression. It's incredible. And we've just heard that, 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 very, that very enacted in, in living, living life and living testimony. So you're significant. People are church. What you do and what you say matters. Second thing that we, we've, we looked at as well is this idea we expelled the myth of sacred and secular. You know, this is sacred. This is a sacred moment. Well, there's a degree of truth in that. But then when we go out into the world, it's a secular world. It's, you know, it's, it's untouchable. And if we take that sort of view that this becomes holy, this is God, and out there, well, what is out there? And the idea is this that we discovered is that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Yes, there are some dark points and dark moments, some difficulties out there and in here and in us. But God wants to shine his light with the light of the world, salt of the earth, and we're called to go wherever. And so we understood this idea that so wherever you are, wherever you find yourself in your world, you're light and you're salt and you are significant and you matter. And what you say and what you do has a profound effect for light and for healing in the world in which we all inhabit. And... Um, you know, finally, we, we, we dealt with the third thing last week in our, our, our call, which in, encourages us, is, well, if that's the case, then this doesn't really matter. You know, this idea of being in a building, you're talking about without walls and, and, and life and scattering. Well, this does really matter. If you recall, I said that this is one of the most precious moments that we can gather together. Keep it precious. I said this, and I wasn't standing on a soapbox, but I said, keep Sunday special. Keep Sunday special. Not on a soapbox, but in a sense of this is precious. The gathering. This at this moment is gathered church. And I, I encourage the idea is that gathered church fuels scattered church. We're released. We're encouraged, healed. You know, we meet one another. We meet like-minded. We sharpen each other up. We support. We encourage. We worship and we feel God's presence corporately. There's a power in the corporate gathering. So special. So precious. There's so many things today that will pull you away from this time. I meet a lot of people. You know the old adage, take the coal out of the fire, scatter it. 
If it's not in the fire, the flame, it soon dies out. And that's the danger. So it's so special. So we looked at that. So this morning, moving on then. So a bit of a recap. Let's get an idea of what's what. Um, you know, we do everything so we want to empower people. So we don't sell CDs. We make it available free to stream and to listen to. So, you know, go on iTunes, go on our website, have a listen to what we're sharing at the moment. If you uh, miss out and a friend has missed out, then encourage them. So this morning, I want to just... Uh, we want to look at um, the commission. This morning, I want to speak about your world commission. And I'm going to read from Romans chapter 12. As a church, we're looking at Romans in the months ahead in our life groups, our small groups. But I want to just take one verse just for a moment. So if you have a Bible, you might like to turn to it. It's going to come up on screen as, uh, as well. It says, um, he, Paul says, to uh, Roman Christians and believers. He says, there I urge you, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. That's from the New International Version. I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. The therefore bit is just before it, Paul ends um, chapter 11 singing the praises of God and how wonderful and amazing Jesus is. Uh, it, it's, it's in the form of a, what's called a doxology or a, or a, or a, a sung verse. It, you, you'll see it at the end of chapter 11. And so he then moves on from the amazing God then to say, therefore, this amazing God, therefore. And uh, he, he's saying, I urge you, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, which, going back, which is your true and proper worship. I urge you, it, he's, he, it's as if he's, he's commissioning. He's, he's um, not pointing the finger and saying, I'm, I'm going to browbeat you. I, he says, I urge you. There's an urgency. There's a, a commission. There's a releasing of Paul's heart for to the church, the Roman church and believers, and God has placed it for us for today. It's just as relevant now. I commission you. I urge you, he says, and releasing, the, releasing the people who are into the world. And he says, offer. What, what's the commission? Or the urging is to offer our bodies uh, as living sacrifice, which is your act of worship. Uh, the, the idea there is, he's saying, offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Another translation speaks about Offer your whole life. The gist of the translation that you can see in front of you there literally means this. Paul is commissioning believers like you and me. He's saying, offer, I'm urging you, I urge you, offer your whole life, your living and breathing. We'll look at this in a moment or two. Everything about you, all that you do, who you are, the people that you're connected to, the world in which you live, everything. Offer, I urge, I offer all of this as a, as a, 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 to God. Give the whole lot. Give yourself to God. And he says, this is your worship. That's stunning. That's stunning. He says, and then he goes on to say, um, holy and pleasing to God, this is your true and proper worship. This is, your, this is what your worship is. Wow. This is what your worship is. Your worship is the offering of your whole self every day. Not an hour and a half or an hour, depending on which church tradition you're in, or two hours or whatever it is on a Sunday. That's your worship. He says, offer, offer your whole life everywhere, every time. This is, he says, this is your proper worship. 
Um, so he's, he's basically saying, give your whole life to God. That's what worship is. You're, you're thinking, you're living, you're breathing, you're interacting, you're working, you're socializing, your you're, you're recreational time. God sees the whole. And Paul says, I commission you to live this way for God. It's, this, is, this is how God then views all that we are as worship. And, um, and this is what Paul is saying. Okay, so I want to move on. So first one or myth, what do you worship? So this morning, what or whom do you worship? Paul is encouraging us. Paul encouraged the church, commissioned them to give their whole lives, everything about life, to God, which is worship. And so I want to ask the question, you don't have to answer to me in, in your own heart and in, in, in your own thoughts. Who or what do you worship this morning? Um, it's interesting. A man called John Piper, a Christian writer and pastor, he said, if you prize Jesus, you're able to praise Jesus. On the theme of worship, John Piper said this, in his observation from the scriptures and from life and, and, and many, many years as a pastor, he said, if you're able to prize Jesus, you'll praise Jesus. If you, in other words, if you value, if you truly, it's precious. See what I talk about being precious? This gathering is precious. Prize it. And any church that you're part of, by the way, not only this church, any church that you're part of, prize it. It's precious. This is what I mean. Um, and, and Piper says, uh, if you prize Jesus, you praise Jesus. What, in other words, this, what, what or who you prize, you will praise. Someone's had a, an amazing holiday. The hotel was incredible. They really value. The, the, and, and, and boy, you'll, you'll hear about it. What we prize, we'll praise. It's interesting, isn't it? If, if, if I were to, um, I did on the first week, I talked about it a lot, but I soon got over it. But if I prize my car, that's what I sing the praises of. I admit, for the first week, my, my new car with heated, heated front seats, which was, at the time in October, I thought was, a, was a, something silly, but I, I think it's quite amazing. I, I would praise it for the first week or two. But I get it into perspective. It's just, it's, it's very nice and warm now, I admit that. <laughs> I'll be thinking of you when you're freezing in your car. I'm sitting on heated front seats. But, but um, <laughs> you know, uh, w- 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 if, if you prize Justin Bieber, Andre Rue, oh yes, there's a few, there's a ripple, isn't there? It's quite a ripple, you can tell the age range now. There's a ripple out there. It, it, w- w- you'll praise. We, we, w- who, what we, who we or what we prize, we praise. It, it, what I'm saying is, it, what, what we're saying is this, and this is the understanding, the idea. Um, worship is a response to who or what we value most. Worship, cut to the chase, this is the punchline, worship, our worship, our worship is a response to who or what we value most. It's where the heart is. It's where the heart is. And where the heart is, that's what you give. And if you give yourself to that, it's become worship. You know, we put our heart and soul into something. You give your heart and soul we say, you give your all, it's, it's that what you give to. And if you give your heart and soul, and you give your heart, the whole, the whole lot, the whole life to God, that's whom we worship. Let's move on a bit more. So, so, so there's this idea then of um, a, great, a great speaker, an amazing, uh, a very charismatic man, and, a, and, and he's a great communicator by the name of Louis Giglio. 
This is what he has to say about worship. Listen to this. He wrote a book uh, some years ago. It's called The Air I I Breathe. And he, he entitled it, The Air I Breathe, Worship is a Way of Life. And this is what he said in his book, uh, he said, uh, one chapter of his book, he says, you simply follow the trail of your time, your affection, your energy, your money, and loyalty. At the end of the trail, you'll find a throne, and whatever or whomever is on that throne is what's of highest value to you. And on that throne is what you worship. It's amazing. What he says is true. We think, and so Paul, coming back to what Paul was saying, let your whole life be given over, heart and soul, to God. Relationships, marriage, home, work, you know, recreation time. All about me. He says, this is your worship. Interesting, I'll read that that, that quote again because it's not going to come up on the screen. You simply follow the trail of your time, your affection, your energy, your money and loyalty, and at the end of the trail, you'll find a throne. And whatever or whomever is on that throne is what's of highest value to you. Value of the heart, what we prize. And on that throne is what you worship. Louis Giglio, uh, The Air I Breathe, Worship is a Way of Life. It's from his book. That's amazingly true. He's just commenting on what Paul has already said in Romans 12, verse 1. Worship comes out of what we value, uh, what we give our heart, life, and soul to. And so I come back to that first question. Who or what do you value if you're giving your heart, life, and soul to? Who do you worship? Uh, Second thing, the second second wall or second myth, uh, so that we are released to be... uh, not confined in any way in the world in which we live. The second, the second wall I want to say is, um, is, um, do you, is um, this idea of, do you come to a worship service or, or do you bring service to your worship? As we gather, it's important to gather. I've been saying that a lot about being so precious. This is very precious time. But as we do come to this precious moment, do we, do we um, come to a worship service? I'm not trying to be pedantic. Uh, and, and be uh, clever or silly with words, but do you come to a worship service or, 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 or and there's a little bit of truth in the fact of coming here together, but, uh, or do we bring service to your worship? Uh, let, let me just um, move on and, and just maybe explain that just for a moment. Um, the danger is that we can think of 25 or 30 minutes gathered at this very precious time, and it is a precious time, by the way, it is incredibly precious time, but the danger can be that we can think of these 25 or 30 minutes as gathering on Sunday as our worship. You know, it's a worship service. We've come to the worship part of our service. And there's, there's a degree of truth in the fact that we're, we're going to sing and we're turning our hearts to God. And, and that is devotion and that's worship. And our, our team of incredible musicians are leading us and facilitating that for us and leading us into God's presence. And there's a degree of truth, but that is not the, pic, the main picture. That's just a small part of the picture. It's a small part of the picture of our worship. Um, in actual fact, the, the English word that we have, worship, is from a, an old English word, worth speak. Worth speak. And uh, the idea is of uh, worthy service. The, old, the, word in, the word worship is an, an old English word which means worth speak, and it, it speaks of worthy service. 
So worship is more than singing. I, I'm sure you know that. And, and, and music uh, and, and, a, and a great feeling. It's actual fact, worthy service. Service that honours God. Service that's sold out to God. Service that sacrifices our whole totality of who we are for God's glory, so that God is lifted. Uh, uh, Pastor Andrew was speaking about he's got the name above every name. He's lifted high, and we, we, we can't lift him any higher. But when we give him service that is worthy, uh, people will see him for who he is. He's what we call magnified, honoured, lifted. And uh, so there's this idea then of, of us, it, we're not coming to a worship service, but we're, we're giving service to our worship. Uh, we're, we're giving worthy, we're making our lives and giving our lives in a way that it, it, it brings worth to who God is. It's valuing him again with who we are. And I ask again, who or what do you value? Is this, is this moment now valuable enough to be here? so that we can encourage and be released and refueled, so that we can, as gathered church, so that we can then be released to be scattered church. And so there's this idea then that um, it's not just a service, but me giving service to him every day and in every way. So this is what Paul was saying. So coming back again to what Paul was saying about giving our whole lives, which is your worship, it's about giving worthy service to God, giving my life in a way, in my job, in my, in, my, in my family, in my relationships, with my children, the way I bring them up, the way I encourage, in, the, in my work, my ethic in my work, um, you know, in, in my, my own uh, private time, my recreation, every aspect of life. Is, it, it's not that you can't have a private life, it's not time that you can't have recreation, but in the, I, everything is in a way that is, brings worth to the creator who made you and made me and gave himself for us. That's what Paul is saying, and that's what worship is. I want to move on, but the time permits. And so that's giving him honour and worth, service in every day and in every way. And so then when we come to this time, and we've been talking about this quite a lot, this is gathered we're gathered church and we come for gathered service. Gathered service. And, and this time is precious because it, it, I was saying it, it, this fuels the 95% of the time that you're going to spend in scattered service. God forbid where, where people don't value this time, whatever church or denomination you're in, the gathering. Because it, it's an opportunity to fuel, refuel, encourage, be encouraged, heal, be healed. So that I can be released in all the totality of the power of God in my scattered service, in my life and in your world and my world. And so it's not so much a worship service, but I service my um, worship. Now that's interesting. So much so that the Romans chapter 12 verse 1, now look at this in the translation or the paraphrase, the message. This is how it's written in the message, and it's so accurate. Everything we've just said, and I've saved this bit for now, write this one down. I think this is an amazing paraphrase. They've got the idea of, and so it reads like this. Uh, the, this is Romans 12, verse 1, 
in the message and the gist of the meaning of Romans 12, 1. All that I've shared, we could have taken the last 20 minutes and just looked straight at this, but I wanted to build up to this. Look at this. It says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for him. It's amazing. It's awesome. It is amazing. The translation here is absolutely spot on. Sometimes with the message, it can be absolutely spot on or totally miss it. So I, I like to have something like the NIV and the, the, the New King James, which is a literal translation, and then I'll also supplement it with the message. But on this occasion, it's absolutely spot on in its translation. In other words, the whole of our life, I, I don't know what you're doing down the gym and who you're speaking to and when you're driving along and, and, and you're on the school run and who you meet at the school gates and, uh, and over the fence when you're, 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 uh, you're um, you know, doing your grass cuttings and you're putting them on the compost heap and you meet, meet the neighbour or the people that you manage in your department or the, or, or the, you know, the, the, the other team that you're part of or, or the school that you're, you're at, or the college, I, 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 or, or your own life, or when you're on holiday and you're, you're relaxing and how you are. But God looks at all of that in such a way that we live for his glory. That's worship. And that's the commission that you and I have in life and your world. That's what I'm saying this morning. Now, so let's bring it together as we're drawing to a close in a moment. How you and I live my life uh, for God in an honouring way, that's worship. We may need to make an own private inventory of the things that we love and what we love and what we've given our hearts to. But uh, that's for you and between you and God, it's nothing to do with me. But how you live your life, honouring or not, in your world, that's what God is looking towards worship. No matter, you could sing your heart out here today which is great, but other things could be happening in the 95% of the time that we're away. And uh, it's worship. Um, but, I, I, I'm, but I would say, so, so God looks upon that and he, and, and he wants to see that as, as, as worship. But the, the more important the thing, well, that's important, but equally as important is this thought now, and don't lose this one. Um, the, that worship, the way we live, that worship, honouring God, living for him in every aspect of your life, just as Jane was just sharing a story, from, uh, from, an amazing story from work there, that worship can influence others around you. That aspect of our life can influence people around us. 95% of the time, multiplied by about 160 times here this morning. How about that for multiplication? How about that for an incredible way of touching our world and your world. That worship can influence others around you. And uh, so, now you might say, well, that's great, Adrian. Thank you for that this morning. You might, you might not put it quite like that, maybe some of you. You might, but you might be saying, that, that's all very well and good, you saying that. When life's great, that's great. But when it's hard, it's really hard. You don't know what it's like at work. You don't know what it's like in, in my, with my health. You don't know what it's like in my family, my relationship, my husband, my wife, my, my uncle, my, kid, my, my older kids, uh, the school, the bullying that's going on, you know, the difficulty with the, the, the pressure that we're under at work. Absolutely right. I don't feel that for you, but God does. God does. 
and God cares. I believe that with all my heart. And um, how about this? Thinking of that, it's great when it's great. It's good when it's good. But when it's hard, what do we do? This is what Paul has to say on the subject. And with him, we'll close with what he has to say. He said this. It's in Philippians. Andrew quoted from Philippians chapter 2 this morning. Philippians chapter 1, verse 27. Paul says this. And he's writing from jail. He's writing from imprisonment with the danger of impending death. He was going up for trial and he later lost his life. And he was imprisoned under house arrest for a number of years. And ultimately, for a number of years. So he didn't have any civil liberties for a couple of years. And he eventually lost his life. So this was at the back of his mind. Okay, And this is what Paul wrote when he wrote a letter to the Philippians. He's under this sort of pressure when life is bad. He said, whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Whatever goes on in life. It's not putting pressure not to be perfect but with your heart as you're crying and as you're hurting let God know but acknowledge him but acknowledge him and let that be released around you let that be released around you we're not perfect but God wants to see and to hear and to know our hearts are still for him so Paul says whatever happens conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ um so, you know, this is why we need community. You know, in this commission of being and living and worshipping and influencing just by loving him, it does get hard. And this is why this time is precious. This time is an opportunity to, to submit our hearts to God and to yield to him and say, I need you. The, the, the gathering is a precious moment. Don't miss it. Paul, you know, um, the writer in Hebrew says, don't forsake you can tell the old translation that I'm using. Do not forsake the gathering together, as some are in the habit of doing. But meet all the more as we see the final day approaching. Admonish and encourage one another. You know, in Hebrews, they could understand that gathering is fuel. The gather, like now, service, is fuel for as we scatter as church service. Don't be surprised if, if the fire goes out and life overtakes you if we, if we, if we don't. Use this precious moment. And so we can come. And so we need community. We, we, we need church. We need, we need each other. We need you. You and I need each other. We're interdependent. We live in a very independent world. And you will find that on Sunday now, it's treated like any other day. The secular world, people would say. But I would say that the, the pace of life has now invaded to such a degree that... We're being knocked off course and sent dizzy and disorientated. We've got to get grounded and ground our hearts and make sure it's precious. It's precious to be with one another. And in that being with one another and worshipping him together, um, it, there is this where we can humbly, the one who humbly sacrificed, you know, humble sacrifice, forgive me, humble sacrifice, sorry, receives resurrection. When Jesus gave his life in humble sacrifice, he was raised from the dead on the cross. And so the same today, when we come with humble sacrifice, giving of our lives, hurting and in pain and struggling in those moments, we will receive resurrection life and power. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is for you and me today. And so we can come with Humble sacrifice. Say, I'm hurting. It's not working. I'm not working. I don't feel you, God. Help me. The, the, the work is hard. The family, the life, my children. 
we can humble ourselves before him. And we can then receive resurrection, um, supernatural divine power to intervene in our hearts and our lives, to turn things around. And so there's an opportunity when we're gathered like this for humble surrender. And my, my encouragement would be, let's, 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 let's receive, let's, let's surrender, let's humble our hearts to him. That's what we can do at these moments and gather with other believers and refuel, receive, so that we receive resurrection life. Why? So that we are then released because that's what the church is all about. It's being receiving the resurrection life and being released. That's why Jesus said, go into all the world. And this is why Paul is saying, I'm commissioning you. I urge you to live worthy because you can influence the world like this. We can only do this as we humbly come. Give him our hearts and lives. Be renewed, be refreshed, be restored, receiving his resurrection heart and power by the Holy Spirit, and then be released afresh and again in life so that we can be commissioned to your world and my world. Let's pray. Worship team, we're going to come back and we're going to close this morning as uh, um, we sing, this is my desire to honour you. Lord, the, the, the refrain of that, that song goes, Lord, I give you my heart, I give you my soul, have your way in me. Lord, I give you my heart, I give you my soul, have your way in me. So at work, at home, and family, on holiday, down the gym, at the running club, at the squash club, I don't know, whatever club, whatever it is, the sewing club, the, uh, whatever it is that we do, have your way in me. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just come before you. Uh, this morning and say, uh, thank you, Jesus, that you humbled yourself unto death, even death on the cross. And then the Father raised you to the highest place. Uh, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, we, we understand from the New Testament, it, 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 it's given to us and can live in us too. And so this morning, we humbly come before you and acknowledge that we need you. Uh, we would say, forgive me, Lord, if I've I've undervalued you. Forgive me, Father God, if I've undervalued you in any way in my heart and life. We would say that, each one of us in our own hearts, every aspect of our lives, if I've not given you true honour in every part of my life, humbly I come and say I need you. I pray, Father God, for anyone who's hurting this morning and it's difficult to value life is knocking me off course just pray that you would come Holy Spirit and pour in hope and peace and healing and love power and help anyone whose work at the moment is intolerable it's all very well Adrian saying about living and giving God worth at work but, but it's, you don't know what my boss is like what, what, what the work is like and the pressure I just pray that you would pour in hope and help, Holy Spirit, to any person, anyone this morning, any parent this morning, struggling, strained, worried about children, but school, college, uni, making ends meet. We want to give our lives to you so that we live for your glory so this morning Father see my heart see our hearts I'm going to give you 
my life afresh. Maybe you're here this morning and it's a moment, this, just before we sing, just in your own heart and in your own mind. Speak out. I don't know, it might be an area of your life and you think, I've undervalued you. Forgive me. I'm going to give you my heart. Maybe you're here this morning and you're a good person. You believe in God. You, you read the Bible, but you've not come to a place where you've said, Jesus, I want to give you my whole heart and life. Forgive me. And maybe this morning you just need to say, God, forgive me. I'm going to give you my life. Struggling with pain and sickness. Help me. Forgive me and help me. Should we just do that in these next just couple of seconds and then we're going to sing this song together? Father God, hear the cry of our hearts. May we be released in your commission. There's power, Holy Spirit. A fresh release this morning. Fresh wave, a new flood. Divine hope, power, presence, and energy. In Jesus' name. Let's stand together, shall we, as we sing these words and seal and the giving of our hearts and lives to him.